Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mitten Backstage. Today, I am joined by Brooklyn Cole. I've known about Brooklyn Cole on and off for the last couple years through mutual friends, and I had the privilege of playing with her um, on a gig to start off 2021. She is a passionate singer, songwriter, arranger, and I know she is a great addition to the West Michigan crew. She currently lives in Brooklyn, but she has roots in Michigan. If you enjoyed the conversations that we had today and you want to support podcasts like these that I do, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Snedeker. There, you can contribute at different tier levels to get early access to finished podcasts and audio and video formats, exclusive merch, behind-the-scenes live streams, and the ability to hire my services as an instructor, consultant, or recording artist. So thanks again for tuning in. If you want to give a like, a follow, a subscribe, you know, whatever way you typically interact with content you consume, I would appreciate that. It helps me out. As well as sharing, you know, sharing it with your friends, family, people you think might be interested in these conversations. All right, let's get into today's episode with Brooklyn Cole. savvy at all of these things i've got to say you've learned a lot i'm sure in the past like couple months but yeah a lot in the last couple months and just like for for fun like trying out some of these you know these systems and platforms and yeah yeah just like yeah trying to understand you know seeing people do things on a a platform like how does that work how do i get on that right right (laughs) Yeah, we have the time still to this day, I guess, to look into yeah. that. Uh, but no, I've been good. I've been good. Um, yeah, here in Brooklyn, which is crazy. So still getting used to like all of that uh, in the midst of COVID. But um, yeah, making little by little more connections when people are actually outside <laughs> or, right. over, you know, they live here. And um, yeah, finding studios and things like that to get to build it up when it's ready to be opened, I guess. Right. And you've been so did you move like right before everything shut down or was it like it's been a couple years during during during. Wow. (laughs) So I moved in October. Yeah. Of last year. Okay. Yeah, I was planning on moving this spring. And then the pandemic kind of accelerated that. I was like, why not now? Yeah. There's (laughs) nothing else to do, but just, you know, pick up my whole life and move to a new place. Everything's new. Yeah. Um, I am someone that has a nine to five alongside of music and I even got a new job there. So like everything changed in the past year. Yeah. But it's been good. It's been cool. I'm learning a ton. Like that is obviously everyone's saying that, but it is, it's giving me the, gosh, the time and um, exploration of like what I need to grow in yep. <laughs> personally <laughs> in music and every category. So 
yeah yeah it's well i feel like if it if if you came out of 2020 and you didn't have at least one you know one moment where you're like i i learned something this year like whether it's about yourself or a new skill or, or a piece of a new skill like yeah. everyone exactly. learned <laughs> exactly. yeah yeah and so i think for me it's been more on the personal side <laughs> but also picking up this guy if you can see her um oh, yeah. yeah like that's definitely a skill that i'm trying to learn more and more each day so Keeping busy in that way too, for sure. The little like, oh, I want to learn a language. So I'll take <laughs> little routines in my day or week to have those skills too. Yeah, it's keeping me busy for sure. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it's like, you know, being as busy as you can be without <laughs> everything just like exploding and yeah. <laughs> the craziness. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, what helps you keep focused? Because I know... You're doing a ton lately. I feel like every day that we, you know, get to speak, it's like this project, this project. So, wow, what's helping you stay focused and all of it? Yeah, I think, you know, recently I kind of got a reminder of um, of two things, uh, and they kind of go together. the 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 first quote I heard was like, you know, um, you can't like not everyone's going to be a fan of what you do and you know like you can't please anybody or you can't please not anybody you can't please everybody right <laughs> you right. can't please anybody um <laughs> but uh you know like the idea that because i've always been that kind of people pleaser type you know eager to want to work with people eager to want to you know collaborate in some fashion eager yeah. and you know, like being all too willing to just give away my time and energy. And, and a lot of that, I think it was a mix of like, you know, like, I like being around, you know, working environments with people on on fun projects. Um, part of it also, I would say came from, you know, growing up in church and having that sort of youth empowerment, like, it's like, mm -hmm. hey, like you, you should mentor. You should be a servant leader. You should, you should do worship band. You should do the, you should do that. And you know, as an impressionable kid who's like, adults want to give me things to do. What? <laughs> what is the right? Right. And so you know, kind of relishing that op those opportunities, but then it kind of carrying over in an unhealthy way into, <laughs> into school, um, and you know, having that weird, you know, you get more and more nebulous with like the tasks that you're asked to do in school mm -hmm. once you get further along to the point where you're like, am I make like everyone seems happy, but I feel like I'm not doing anything. It's like, I don't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, I do more. I should, should I be staying up late? Like what? So I I'm at the point now, you know, you know, a couple months into Patreon. Well, I guess this would be month going into month four, I guess, wow. of Patreon and seeing what I'm able to do, what control I have over my schedule again. Mm -hmm. um, some of it's, you know, still fluid, but it's it's less about like, like somebody else is setting a task. I'm showing up to do a thing with that person and 
it's taking up my time, taking up more of my time than necessary. A lot of a lot of the work I've been doing that's collaborative, I can chunk out in my own schedule rather than having to, you know, spend all day with some, you know, artist or project, uh, which I'm sure will happen again. But I'm yeah. I'm liking the <laughs> the fluidity in the in the schedule, and mm -hmm. I think the the motivator is like, you know, if I I just I'm finally creating more things that are, you know, for me, but also for other, it's a in tandem, like, Oh, you know, podcasting, trying to, you know, have this studio to work on fun stuff, hobbies, yeah, and, you know, just seeing what, what it's like when you don't have any overarching, like people telling you like, you should do this and this and this mm -hmm. and go here and do mm -hmm. that. <laughs> Cause that's how, you know, I ended up with, like one semester I was accompanying like 15 people <laughs> and it was just oh. like a nightmare of like scheduling and oh, like, Oh, I have six senior recitals and three junior recitals and like two competitions. And it was just like much. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I totally relate. Like even from like what you were saying, school and in church, like it's great to have mentors or people that you look up to like empower you. Yeah. But it happened even for me as an adult. And I was like, okay, I, it's like that guilt a little bit of like, oh, I'm not doing enough or I have to do every, everything that was asked of me um, or voluntold of me, as I'd like to say. Voluntold. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, I, I feel you. And I feel like this year it's been a cool, like implementing boundaries without that being too like I don't know, psychoanalytic or whatever, but right. yeah, like really having like, no, I think I want to use today for like my space and creativity and all these things. And I can do those things, you know, if someone else asked me or whatever, eventually maybe, or maybe I won't. And then someone else can take that on. So I feel you though, of like having your own space and fluidity to do those things. And then, yeah, I don't know, still obviously have that focus of there's going to be certain dates you have to hit, but it's nice to have that your own space, your own time. I guess. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I was talking with, um, I don't know if, if you've, if you've met, uh, uh, Lauren Johnson yet. She's a I don't singer. think so. Don't um, she, I don't know if, if anyone's shown you that the, the chain video, the one that third coast yes. did. Yeah. Yes. She, she was a part of that. Um, and, you know, she's a, uh, kind of in a, I think in a baritone range or like a low alto range of their voice. It's really interesting. It like just, you know, that that's her comfort range because wow. of, it, cool. you know, normally you expect like, oh, it's the stratosphere singing for. Right. No, I love a woman with like a deeper voice. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but she, you know, we were, we were just talking about, you know, uh, what, you know, what things we're trying to do this month and she's, you know, going on a, a, a solo trip where she just got a cabin and she's got nothing planned and she's gonna, you know, probably do some version of like being outdoors, mm -hmm. doing a couple fun things and then relaxing. And I'm like, oh, that sounds so... Right? Like just no a solo fun. trip like that sounds really great. 
Yes. I also feel like this past year, you have to like sit with yourself a lot and like the whole identity thing. But truly, like you, I've been learning to like be okay with that person, maybe. Mm -hmm. And so to have like a cabin by myself, I would never have thought like that's enjoyable. Like I want to be with my friends. I want to like invite artists out and let's write and stuff, which is still, I would love to. <laughs> but right. now looking at that kind of, opportunity that she gets to have I'm like oh that sounds incredible <laughs> yeah no plans out by myself nature yes yeah just Great. like yeah. like I, I think of you know the trips that earth radio went on last year those were super fun and we're we already have our next one planned for May and nice. yeah you know that's gonna be a lot of fun, a lot of, uh, I think we're staying in, in, you know, the same area that we were last year too. So we'll up in Marquette. So we'll have a lot of cool, you know, very casual, like, Oh, we'll park. It's walkable, you know, nature's not that far away to do stuff there. A lot of different beaches. Um, but yeah, the idea of like, you know, having, even if I can't have a full week with, you know, this residency that I have now, it's like, oh, I could have, you know, five days, <laughs> you know, just take it, find something like a couple hours north into the woods and like yeah. just spend a few days there. Like actually, I don't know, like trying not to have a goal, but just, you know, doing, doing things. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It's. I don't know. Travel's been yeah. <laughs> in the back of my head a little bit as, as I'm like, okay, you know, after the pandemic, I'm going right. to try and go more places, but it's like money and mobility is always tricky with like what your, your schedule and yeah. your vehicle or something. <laughs> How do I do it responsibly with COVID? Like that whole thing too, but yep. I'm excited. I know you, you mentioned May. I do get to come out to Michigan in May too. And I'm really to be at their coast. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that'll be good to see um, Caleb, Nuri, and the guys. And yeah, work with you on some stuff. I'm oh, yeah. That. <laughs> yes. So, definitely, yeah, like looking forward to trips or looking forward to like these weekends or these times to be with people. So good. But yeah, that's going to be a good time just writing new music and yeah, starting a new project with those guys too. That's going to mm -hmm. be. Yeah, new territory. Yeah, are you mostly, you know, are you mostly like work with a, you know, a couple people at a time or a producer? Or like, do you jump on in and out of projects, or is it, you know, did you start with a band and it's been a while since a band? Or <laughs> that's a great question. So I worked with, or I played with all those guys um, for gosh. Maybe not including the pandemic, but can I say including the pandemic? Well, we did a show like in January 1st. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's been a couple of years working and playing with them, but then now we're really trying to focus on, okay, what is this band that we've been forming now? What do we want to put out there of our own original music? So yeah, I'm, it's, it's kind of a new process for all of us. I think we're right now, we're currently working on a few ideas and then working with producers and getting it more final but yeah it's pretty new for us which is exciting nice yeah it is like it's it is it's nice to have you know the the extra resources of 
you know, people to bounce ideas off of. Oh yeah. Those things in the moment from like someone who knows their instrument, like, oh, I wish I knew what kind of horn line and then like Caleb play something and you're like that, that was Perfect. the, that was it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, everyone's so talented too. We were talking about this, like you guys are so talented. Uh, like, I, I don't know, just like finding that pocket within my hometown because I'm from Holland, Michigan, originally. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And so finding this crew of incredible, first of all, incredible people like you and everyone, like beautiful souls. And then to be talented and yeah, I mean, it's so nice to collaborate with you guys and write and see what comes up out of all of these <laughs> incredible <laughs> walks of life and people. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been really cool to find that from like 30 minutes away from my hometown. Crazy. Yeah. And even like, I, I, I think it's new territory in terms of collaboration for me too, where there's, you know, I'm used to the, you know, the, like, I can see them more regularly in person. They live in a city I'm in or near a city. And then there's the people who, you know, like if I, I try to get on a phone call with my friend in France and there's a six hour time difference, <laughs> like yeah. that's way more difficult to try and coordinate. Um, but to have like this kind of, I feel like it's, it's opening up more as, as like, there's this trend of like, you know, the internet opens up your kind of landscape of who you're working with and mm -hmm. more people will take those trips to like the coasts or like, you know, maybe Europe, like just to work with people they've, they've started collaborating with remotely. Um, yeah. so I like the, the. I don't know the the difference in in how that feels with like oh yeah you know there we we have time together and then we can mm -hmm. part time back together like it yeah you know, slow type thing <laughs> totally and that's I felt safer to move during a pandemic being a musician knowing that the past couple of months while I was still in Salt Lake City all of the writing sessions were still possible on Zoom or on, you know, you don't get the same feel in the room. There's another like level of greatness when you're in the studio, whether it's like until 4 a.m. or not, but still like the majority of the work that I was creating was still over Zoom and, you know, phone call and whatever. So that's been nice that even with my transition out to the East Coast, like you said, like now I'm getting to just explore more of this side, but still keep incredible connection with GR or um, LA, Salt Lake City, whatever the case. Um, it's so much more mobile now. And I I think we knew that, like it's always been like this, we, we have the technology to do it, but now right. it's just, yeah, I don't know, more accessible or more willing to, people are more willing to, I think. So Yeah, it, it's, and it, I think it speaks too to the, the fact that I, I feel like a lot of folks, you know, that I've talked to who moved back to Michigan from, you know, coastal cities who they might have, some of them might have had the the idea in their head, like, all right, you know, in five years, I'm going to move back home, like, mm -hmm. readjust and then figure out the next move, whether it's mm -hmm. somewhere in the state or, you know, moving to another music city. And then some people were kind of forced into that with the pandemic. Um it's been interesting hearing their like their thought process of like you know once everything was kind of closed off and they realized they were working with people 
remotely. They're like, why can't I just do this <laughs> in a place that isn't a, a, like crazy to live in? <laughs> or like, you know, maybe this is a time to get out of a space that, you know, is is not conducive to the goals, you know, or uh, to the environment's not ideal, like maybe, yeah. you know, moving slightly out of a big city, or maybe this is when you've, you've been sitting on the fence, like, oh, do I move in? Do I move out? Right. Like, it's, there's, there's a lot of mobility of, as people have, you know, in creative fields have had to reconcile, like, all right, I need to know a little bit about tech to like record stuff remotely, con have conversations remotely you know it's it's interesting to see how the the landscapes are changing um not to say that you know it's like oh la's gone it's over like nope <laughs> it's it's still there it's just people right now for maybe the next couple years some of them can't afford a 1200 dollars studio apartment and they need right. you know some trees and it to right. be cold <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Recentered a bit. Yeah, I feel like I'm I was on the you kind of mentioned the latter half of on the edge of moving out to a larger city or things like that. And I've actually I've lived in LA too. Um and for the time it like was not the right place for me. Oh, is that a is that a monster? What what is this? This is Oh the the Zoa energy drink. So it's where's my camera? It, yes, he wants a sponsorship. Yeah, yeah it's Zoa Energy Drink. It is uh, the new energy drink from Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, shout out to The Rock. Yeah, it's supposedly got vitamins. I mean, it's not a fruit, but it's got... It's. I feel like he... The way it tastes is like if Monster kind of calmed down a little bit. Like it doesn't taste okay. as like... It doesn't taste as intensely sweet. Um, And then there's like... You know adult decisions of like well what if we started with like you know a liquid that contains all of these nutrients and then started making an energy drink oh man yeah i feel you yeah i can't do monster red bull uh, yeah it's some here and there yeah it's i i kind of just bought it too because i'm like i don't know i i've you know following the rock i'm like you know what, why not he's a nice yeah guy. he's great he's a nice guy he seems like a nice guy. I'll help him out. Good product. Oh, he doesn't need. But I get you. I'll help. I'll help him out. He's get him, get him going. No. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Help this multi-millionaire. Oh. Right. Wrestler, movie star, actor. Noble. I'm trying to think. What's the one? Yerba Yerba Mate. Yeah, I love those. A, that wakes me up instantly too. That's a good one. Just putting that out there. Also, another sponsor. You'll yeah. see me off the screen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, but anyway, yeah, I was definitely on the edge of that. And um, I think Salt Lake was such a great community. It still is like for artists, especially if you're getting started or if you've been in the game for a while. But um, yeah, I was like teetering on this idea of do I have the guts or do I have the whatever the case might be um, to really hustle and like work on my craft and then work on just getting out there more. So I was more on that latter half, but now I still like, I want the best of both worlds. So I get what you're saying. Like, I love, I do now miss the nature so much. Salt Lake was so much nature. And um, yeah, just being around family and, and my family currently lives in South Bend. So it's like, 
again, Midwest. I'm used to oh, that. Yeah. I, I have uh, an aunt and uncle who live in, um, okay. right now. I don't know if it's in South Bend. They might be South Haven. Oh, There's I that. love, I used to work, fun fact, my first job was a blueberry farm in South Haven, Michigan. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm, man, I see, it's like, I miss that too. I can go back to that any day, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think, yeah, we're all thinking and reformulating, like, what do we really want and what environment do we want it in? So we'll see. I have no idea how long we'll all be in our certain areas. If I'm just here for a year or longer. Great. Yeah. Taking it a day at a time, to be honest, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard to do the, you know, I, I remember knowing I wanted to do music since like, high school because by then I had you know I'd been studying my instrument since I was eight so I had really you know all my formative young years you know impressionable middle school years you know high school or yeah being in high school it's like there's a lot of my identity and a lot of what I was like doing was involved music and you know there there was never a doubt of like wanting to be in music it was just you know trying to figure out what that looks like and the and the five-year plan is like (laughs) like i think if i were to go back five years from you know from now which would have been the year like five years oh man five years ago in march would have been march 2016 Mm -hmm. that would have been you know, I would have still been working at Allendale High School as a choir accompanist, and that would have been my interim year between my undergrad and master's because I had tried to go to New England Conservatory, but it was way too expensive because I, I got in, but it was, like, so expensive. <laughs> I couldn't justify yeah. doing it. And, um, you know, if you tell myself back then, like, hey, so – here's your five-year plan. You're going to move out of your parents' house for two months, and then you're going to get the option to go to Kalamazoo after you've been in Massachusetts for a month, and then you're going to do your master's, work for Founders Brewing Company for three years as a sound engineer, which you don't know how to do that yet, and then like a pandemic's going to wipe all of your jobs away, and you're going to build things on Patreon. It's like, okay... (laughs) Is there a, is there a healthcare in there somewhere? Four hundred one k now. Okay. Yeah, it's like because <laughs> in my head I was you know working at the the high school choir thing and you know it was I was like oh this is fun I could do it another year and see where see what my options are maybe try and reapply re audition for stuff yeah. look into schools a little bit better and then you know got the offer to go to Western and it was just like bam 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 and now I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So is that where you met Caleb then, Western? Or where did you guys meet? Yeah, I met him. You know, I met him, I don't know exactly which day, but I know it was during, like, it might have been during the year after I graduated in 2015 from uh, Grand Valley. And he had finished up at Western, or not Western, Michigan State. And yeah, in that gap year before we both went to Western um, he it might have even been the year prior to that but uh, we have a mutual friend uh, Brad Fritcher who I had been working with since 2013 and we were doing this like 
local it was like every wednesday at the speakeasy lounge we would just there's there would be no plan and we would just go and you know it could be a jam it could be standards and improvisations around that it could be beat music like it was whatever and and that kind of drew a lot of the younger musicians in the area to come hang out and caleb showed up one day with a sax and now the rest is history yeah (laughs) (laughs) beautiful friendship in the making oh that's cool yeah oh nice my funny story with caleb is you know evan taylor as well probably a little bit yeah um oh yeah you worked on his uh one of his singles too I think. Yeah. Yep. And and I had met him. I think the first time I met him was because he had. I don't know if he had already known Caleb, but being in Benjamin James's band. Yeah. Yeah. We were all you know regular members of that. So. Oh, like, I didn't know you were okay. Got it. Got it. Nice. Yeah. Evan was gonna play for me in Salt Lake. I think it was like 2018. Question mark. And. No, maybe 2019. Ooh, sorry, now I don't know even what years, but uh, Caleb was out there just to visit and um, Salt Lake and, you know, record a little bit and things like that. And he's like, hey, I have a sax friend that's just, you know, coming in town. Can he jump on? And literally they wrote horn parts for my full set. Like they just did that almost overnight. I think even that morning. And I was like, let's go. Let's do this. It sounds incredible. So, yeah. Um, all he has to do is show up with his sax and it just works out. <laughs> like you said. <laughs> yeah. Rest is history. But that's cool. I like that little story. You guys, is the speakeasy still open? Uh yeah, they I don't know if they're doing music right now, because it's a small it's a small space and the stage is kind of in a weird like, you know, there's a larger part of the dining room and then there's like it thins out as you head towards the back where the bathrooms are and Mm -hmm. the little hallway area where there's like seating and then a small stage. It's okay. It's still kind of too close together. I think for, unless they were to like rope it off and have the musicians and then cut the restaurant in half, but what their plans are yet. (laughs) Yeah. Still pretty risky and hard for restaurants for sure to do that. Yep. Uh, yeah but the listening room hey it's it's great (laughs) i gotta come through so may you play on which days again i think you had two days a week right yeah it's it's touch and go uh just because it's weird because it's friday saturdays and it started as a need for me well not for me (laughs) it did not start with me it started with uh, you know, the, you know, Gretchen Whitmer saying like, Hey, restaurants can open again, 25% capacity. Mm-hmm. And this was like 10 days before February. And then all of a sudden all these restaurants are like, Oh yeah. Valentine's day. Uh, what other holiday is there? Uh, it's, uh, we, we got to get stuff ready for, you know, people to show up. And mm-hmm. I was getting, you know, a couple calls from GR Noir and then the listening room to play music mm-hmm. and. Uh, I initially played Valentine's weekend and it was kind of like a, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't set up as like, Hey, you know, we're going to do this every week. It was just like, Hey, we need someone to do some entertainment. We're turning the listening room into like a dining space just to see how it goes. And then 
you know, the owner, I think the owner of like, is like the Loke fam Loic Loke family. The, L O E K or something like that. Yeah, the I met I met one of them. So there's like the guy the family that like owns I think Celebration Cinema, but his grandmother's piano is the Steinway that's in the wow. um, in the space. So he was like, I haven't heard anyone play it in years, and then mm. he liked the vibe and was like, Hey, we could do this with a trio, and now. I just did the first weekend with that, so. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we need more of that. We need more live music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But definitely when I'm I'm out there, I, I got to catch it for sure. I'm there. I'll make my reservation, my resi. <laughs> yeah, can I call and have a... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <for> me? <laughs> just one, just one. Yeah, just to, to just a, one seat. I don't need a table. Just to... yeah, in the corner. Oh yeah, I can stand. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they, you know, that now it's it's up to fifty percent capacity, but because mm. of how the room is designed, it's I don't think they can fit much many more people. Um, and that's kind of the touch and go part. Is like they're seeing what they can do you know to not overwhelm the kitchen but still have like steady business and then they will be getting back to outdoor shows which will be you know the more traditional like ticketed show up you yeah. make you get a seat you can order food all that um and when that happens i don't know if they're going to keep the indoor stuff or if they're going to move it or what that's even going to look like so i'm just like all right for these 2 months <laughs> at least I have something right fun and regular to do so right right absolutely yeah i'm excited for outdoor shows that's at least something we can do i think that's safe for everyone i hope like pending the capacity but yeah i'm so excited it's going to be like 60 degrees next week i'm just that is my tunnel vision it's like spring summer <laughs> getting ready and we'll see what shows can look like but i'm really hoping that they open up for sure yeah. yeah are you have you like being in in brooklyn have you done a lot of like walking the neighborhoods and kind of getting an idea of like what's around and all that good stuff yeah i'm like that weirdo too i have so many notes in my phone and so like in october i was seeing oh that restaurant plays some live music i'm just gonna write that down you know yeah <laughs> on the corner of um yeah but it's been really cool just to like like you said, like walk in the neighborhoods and um, yeah, see the little, um, the just the differences too, like different cultures and the different, um, not only boroughs, but neighborhoods within. Um, really, really cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm writing some places down, calling some places up too. Um, yeah. And for the most part too, New York is still pretty, they just open indoor dining. So I think it's just like a slower process for us. Right. And, but um, yeah, I'm doing as, I feel like as much as I can. And then I'm trying to push myself to do a little bit more than that even, just to like, you know, make sure I'm focused. It's hard when you don't really have something tangible to work towards. Right. So I'm just trying to like, kind of in what you were saying too, stay focused, um, have my own time, but really like have like a set list of what I need to get done for the week and just punch it out almost. <laughs> Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, <clears throat> I wish I could go back to 2819 
me who is like way more organized. Same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, <clears throat> like I was able to do like, you know, I, I had a, a pretty routine, like use of the, um, oh, what are they called? The put, uh, it's like the, it's a timer system. Um, and I can't remember the name of it. It's not, it's not portamento. That's a music term, I think. Um, oh, like you have like an hour to set aside for something or. Yeah. It's like you, yeah. it's like you take these, like, it's like a timer that's, you know, it's, oh, I set it for 25 minutes and then it, you know, it goes 25 minutes and then I get a five minute break, 25 minutes, get a, you know. Like, yeah. Oh, that port it's not portobello timer because it's not a mushroom not a mushroom although that's really good it's i just remember being it's named after i think it was an, the italian word for tomato because it's a tomato timer oh i guess but i don't know i would say tomato or something that's not it <laughs> tomates tomato um but <laughs> yeah it's 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 tomato just don't use the hands yeah yeah it's tomato <laughs> <laughs> um the uh you know having the having that system you know for half a year that helped me get a lot of the bookings for earth radio that year and it yeah. helped me you know see an hour as like oh i have plenty of time to do that because i can really focus in these chunks rather than you know say like oh i have four hours and you know and half an hour is spent on instagram 15 minutes is spent on right. youtube you know it's like i i could focus better <laughs> i love that i'm gonna have to start implementing that actually whatever yeah. find out whatever it's called yeah <laughs> everyone it, knows live on youtube put it in the comments please <laughs> yeah please please tell us what's happening um and stay focused and organized um but i that sounds incredible too because like you were saying you know it's it's not it's really easy to get distracted um i'm currently off of social media for a little bit and it's been nice even on the mental space but um yeah i just found myself habitually obviously going to it, opening it up as soon as I wake up, when I'm bored at work, but still should be working when, you know, X, Y, Z. And so it's like, yeah, I need to have these chunks of time where my brain is fully focused and then I can let it rest for a bit and go back. I love that. Yep. So we'll start implementing once we figure out the name. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll incorporate into my life once I even know what it is. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I, I'm curious with, with Brooklyn, um, how, you know, the, I, I always think in, with New York, it's like real estate is such a crazy thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know, outdoor for outdoors for New York, isn't like, oh, there's a, you know, someone's big backyard. It's like, you know, a rooftop or like, you know, it's like finding space within the little little segment that the crevices is, yeah has carved out Art galleries yeah right whatever you can find yeah that's i am interested in that too i think when i was in la and even salt lake like sometimes i would just I, we had a house show in gr you know like you kind of um you can create sometimes your own venue or show um yep 
you just want to have people around and an intimate setting, you know. Um, and so I imagine it's going to be more difficult here. <laughs> um, but possible. There's a lot of people. What's what's cool? Um, before it got too cold, there's like little stoops right from these brownstones here in Brooklyn, and I would just stand around and watch these really talented trios play because they didn't really have it's COVID, you know, like they just wanted to play and their poor hands were so cold, but it, you know, they're making it work with like the stoop next to their apartment or yeah, kind of anywhere you can, the parks, I'm sure rooftops. Absolutely. Like there's comedy shows on a rooftop now. Um, that was a big thing. <laughs> with COVID. So yeah, but I really love that too. Like I don't know if you you've done that, like not necessarily event planning, but really just like creating shows wherever you're at. And whether it's like 20 to 75 people, that's kind of a lot actually for a house. But <laughs> sometimes it's the best because it's like your friends and fam or I don't know, you just meet a few new people and it's the best thing. You can talk to people after all of that good stuff. Yeah. So many I, a lot of my early you know, in college gigging with Brad Fritcher and some other, you know, folks around the area and Hannah Rose um, yeah. and her band, uh, there would be these times where, yeah, we would just play. I think Brad lived, yeah, Brad lived at a house venue for a little bit. Um, and they, they kind of like, it used to be like a punk house. So it had, you know, the reputation of like, well, it's, it's held together by like, mix and pbr and then yeah. just kind of like figure it out and then it remove the cobwebs yeah and then it, <laughs> almost almost as if like you know a, it was a rebranding like someone else kind of took over the the yeah. operations of the of the house venue and it turned into uh the house of pancakes and the house next door became the waffle house and they were the breakfast club for oh okay <laughs> two, three year period. <laughs> That's funny. And they, you know, they, they would, they had a system of like, okay, you know, people enter through the side door, you know, we're, they're checking IDs, they're, you know, keeping the, the guest list at a, you know, a reasonable amount trying to like, you not have too many people in the house, mm -hmm. um, people upstairs and downstairs to kind of help facilitate, you know, everyone having a good time. It felt like it was run, you know, uh, like a venue and, um, but to have those more, yeah, those more intimate spaces where like, you just kind of feel everyone in the room more and yeah, <laughs> more energy, more energy is expended being in that close proximity. And <laughs> I know. And that's why, I mean, it's fun to do virtual. Sure. But I really miss that in like those smaller settings, you know, like, yeah, I don't. I'm sure you've done a handful of virtual shows too <laughs> and they're cool and you know people still love it and watch it and tune in and get to experience it but yeah i'm excited for <laughs> not a not a computer screen maybe i don't know right. uh, but yeah more of a live setting for sure um which again was why I like the listening room and other smaller places that can open up like definitely want to want to be in tune with that here in Brooklyn and maybe coming back, you know, in May and figuring out are things still open and how that's going. So, yeah. 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 It's, it's all, 
that's all I've been telling people is like touch and go. Like, who? What do you physically have control of? What What is within your your capability to create and do? Um, and you know, the it, I guess it goes back to like you can't please everybody. Like, I'm gonna do a live stream. Or I've been doing live streams on Sundays just for an hour, playing whatever I want. And you know, some people are gonna be like, oh. I don't want to hear jazz and other people are like, Oh, all you do is just make up stuff all that time. It's like, okay, then come, <laughs> come see another thing. Or like, do you want to support the thing that's more written out? Like mm, I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm just doing things. And yeah. you know, cause even with the listening, <laughs> listening room shows, I actually just, I filmed a podcast, my, my solo podcast earlier today. And I was talking about the interesting phenomenon of like, it, it kind of carried over from last week's topic of like the audience archetypes that that exist in, mm. in a space. Yeah, and, you know, there's the people who are like they're tuned in, they're loving it. They're, you know, they 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 might want to communicate with the musician. They might want to just you know applaud. But either way, you can tell they're engaged. Mm -hmm. There's the people who are like, the, there's like the couple different versions of like disinterested where it's not on purpose it's just that they're comfortable in the environment and then there's the willfully ignorant of what the room is like and they're affecting more than just you know right. the people on stage they're just you know blissfully ignorant to the fact they're <laughs> that there's live music or something yeah. happening yeah be, or <laughs> like you know yeah a few too many drinks and they start being yeah. a little destructive uh not yeah. necessarily physically but just like it's like, oh, now it's all about you because you're the loudest thing in the room. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. And it was interesting having like, you know, I've, I've some people were giving very helpful, you know, suggestions, which, you know, like, hey, you should see if you can get a mic so you can do a little bit of back and forth with the audience. It's like, okay, yeah, I'll get a mic. And then other people, you know, it's not enough that <laughs> they, they're allowed in a space that they again that they can have food and drink with a party they you know they don't have to be necessarily masked at the table just when they're moving around so you know very simple like like hey respect these things and, and then you know they they have live entertainment which they haven't had in months <laughs> and yeah. they you know someone still comes over like hey everything's great but can i request a song that I had someone request, uh, they wanted Elton John and it was like, while I was in the middle of a song and I was like, okay, I don't really know any Elton John, but I'll see what I got. And then, uh, as they're walking away, you know, they're a little tipsy. They're like, they're like, I hear he's got this great new song called piano man. And I'm like, that's not Elton John. <laughs> like, what do I play? First of all. Yeah, first of all, do you want me to play Elton John or do you want me to play Piano Man? Second of all, <laughs> no. Oh, in the middle of the song, that's... I was going to ask you, and not necessarily a heckler, like that's definitely with comedy, but... Yeah. Yeah. Have you had... What's like maybe your quote-unquote worst experience with that? Or is it mostly just that? Because for me personally, like I can connect to that. Like it's more of just people are kind of... They don't get that there's something happening and I'm trying to connect with people and they're just like zoned in and they want what they want. Um, and they're tipsy. It's almost yeah. always that. <laughs> yep. It's, it's, 
it, well, and it's like, you know, I, it, if you want to go into the broader, you know, like what, what is our culture's relationship to music? Like the, the mm -hmm. music's become so, you know, it, as much as it's personable, it's also like so available in so many different spaces. And yeah, yeah. it's like before you had to, it's like, oh, I, I heard this band on the radio. I heard one song and I'm obsessed with this one song and I'm waiting to hear it on the radio because I don't have any way to record it. And then, you know, maybe your local record shop has a record right. and it's like, oh, that was the record with the song on it. Okay, cool. I got the record. And then like, oh, they're coming to my town. I, I found out because it was on the radio or I found out because there was a, a poster. It's like, okay, now I'm now I've seen them live. And it's like, you know, there's a whole mystique to an mm -hmm. artist kind of being untouchable and like, where, where are they? Who are, who are these people that, who made these beautiful sounds? And, you know, I'm sure there was hecklers back then too, but <laughs> there's this like, you know, it, it took a little bit more work to get to the, to the music you like. And now yeah. it's like, you know, you, you can, you could get all of their whole discography on Spotify, you can watch, you know, a show that, you know, certain artists just have like, here's my life, the show. And then, you know, mm -hmm. you could find out every little detail by Googling like, oh, this is like, right. he started when he was 16 and now he's doing this and now he's doing that. And mm -hmm. it's, it's like, as much as, you know, it's cool for people who really like, you know, to think of it like baseball cards, almost like baseball card stats to, mm, to yeah. have like artists be in there. Like, well, yeah, he toured with this guy and you know, you, you mm. get to see that guy with the knowledge at the party. But when you just go to a venue, the, like you wouldn't do the same, you know, you, you would think like if you go to someone's house and they're like hosting you, you might try to keep the requests at, you know, reasonable or realistic to what's happening in the environment. But when you go out, you know, to a restaurant where, you know, aside from maybe the parking not being ideal, you you get the you get some kind of choice of table, choice of food, mm -hmm. choice of drink, choice yeah. of, you know, <laughs> all these choices. And then they yeah. think that extends to all of the square footage of the room. And yeah. It's, you know, I don't, I don't tend to get upset. I just, <laughs> you know, aside from this long description of, <laughs> right. of thinking about We're not upset thing. at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Um, it's, it's just funny to see like how people, and again, it speaks, you can't please everyone. Like it, it, yeah. there's so many people have so many, like I heard a, a, this bro dude outside of the Bob downtown in Grand Rapids, like this, you know, it's multiple restaurants, it's got a music venue, it's got a nightclub on top, like, it's pretty much you could just stay in that building all night and find something different to do. Yeah. Um, and I heard someone saying, like, like, there's nothing, there's no, there's no live music here that, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, there's nothing to do. And I'm like, just because, like, what, because Beyonce's not here? Like, what? <laughs> What do you think? Live like Van Andel, which is like catty corner then, you know, <laughs> more of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's what you were speaking to. It's this instant gratification with 
now music and entertainment in general and everything is out there like when you're talking to i'm almost wondering if there's this i think people are more accepting maybe of the actual artist because they're vlogging or they're communicating with instagram and social media but like you were saying the the mystery behind the artist and that like you're more excited and grateful to to experience something new from this band that you heard on the radio or this vinyl that you've had to listen to all in its entirety not just picking out certain songs that like that mystery is gone and so it's not i don't um, it's not bad i mean right. we live in this age now we can't go back <laughs> but you know is there how can we like start to re-implement like or how do we this is totally my marketing talk I'm so sorry but kind of like that love and that that mystery of and just experience like sometimes I do this too and I don't know if you can um relate but if I do see an, a new artist like I kind of put them in a box mm -hmm. on Instagram like if I see oh great soul um, she can do runs, she can do that, you know, and vocally, like I'm just right. kind of putting them in a box. Whereas like, if I just met this person live at a, at a bar and they were just, you know, singing either with a band or it was like for three hours doing covers, they could surprise me and do whatever they wanted. And I don't know, that element's kind of disappearing. And I don't think it's yeah. horrible because again, you, you get to see the authenticity of the artist and hopefully they're being true to who they are and they're putting it out there. So you get to fall in love with maybe their niche and what they love. But yeah, there's definitely something about it, especially in a live thing where people are now just like, no, I want to hear this. Like, don't, don't play what you were going to do. Don't that original stuff. Yeah. And that's not everyone either. I think a lot of people do know how to respect live music, but yeah there's there's oh, definitely yeah. that energy it, it's like the the everyone's got varying levels of karen energy yeah <laughs> yeah surface when they you know they feel you know entitled's always like that strong negative word but sometimes it's like you mm -hmm. know people just want to have a good time and they they don't know how to communicate that so it turns into it's like maybe having a good time isn't necessarily the thing you want other people to do it's the thing you haven't discovered that you like doing yet <laughs> it's like maybe mm -hmm. you're growing out of going out to the bar and getting trashed and you don't know why you're still doing it with your friends and now you're currently trashed being like it's probably the music it's not me Ooh, some blame shifting yeah like <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and but, especially now coming back to it, I mean, you're already experiencing it, so. Yeah. But. That, that's why I, I titled that podcast episode, Some Gigs Never Change, because it's, like, it's all the same gig. <laughs> it's, there's going to be like really cool moments that you really like and you remember. There's going to be, you know, the very vocal like minority of like, you know, like I didn't like it because. I've only listened to rock music and it wasn't rock music. It's like, okay, wow. I can't help with that right now. <laughs> Sorry, <sir. laughs> but right. I, I guess on the other coin, other side of the coin of like the more access has, has been interesting because it opens up the space. Like you were saying, you know, with more people can engage authentically with an artist, 
there is that that ability for an artist you know who is kind of in a medium tier like in terms of you know social metrics they can have you know 5000 dedicated people and have a career because those 5000 people are buying tickets and you know they live in a place mm-hmm. that's chill to live in and they can sell merch and you know Oh, it's so great for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the reason why I started even doing music, one, besides just loving to sing and singing in church and somehow knew that that was fun and special and all of that is to connect with people and is to hopefully write music that is relatable and all of those things. And without that access to communication, I would not have been told or been able to talk through a lot of the things that people can know, which is so cool. You could definitely connect with way more people. Well, I don't know, because I wasn't like Prince or I wasn't, you know, <laughs> like, who knows? Um, but in a very more um, tangible way, I guess. And hopefully your music can still speak loudly without having to, to meet or to, um, I don't know, write a dm and stuff but still it's really cool to be able to bridge that gap and i know some artists who are mid-tier but also that are actually like like emily king like seeing her repost people and seeing her engage and one of my friends met her and she's just so loving and kind like that i'm sure with her online presence is just like the perfect match you know (laughs) i think about that with i shared a post of uh uh, leanne lahavis and I'm, I'm just like, man, I, I, you know, like I had a friend who met her not because uh, he went to her show. It was because she was just a, a super fan of Thundercat and was literally just hanging out with him on tour. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, it's like <laughs> seeing her in the crowd be like, you're here too. Like, I'm so good. <laughs> oh, she's so good. She's... Yeah. Yeah. Her, her weird fishes cover was like, I didn't even know it was a cut. Co- Cause I, I'm like, I'm radiohead illiterate. Like I only know certain radiohead songs, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so like that, that song came out and I was like, wow, this is a cool song. Like, what is it? And then I showed it to the earth radio bandmates and Justin's a big radiohead fan. And he was like, Oh, this is, this is radiohead. And I was like, Whoa, I never would have even thought about it. Yeah, it, it it was so much her version of it. <laughs> I, I yeah, I can't say like better things about <laughs> her artistry and her. I don't know her playing guitar too. Like I remember watching her, um, probably in twenty fourteen, thirteen for a while ago, like yeah. her, um, do you remember that video of her just playing her electric guitar walking down the streets in France? Like, oh yeah, yep. Oh, uh, just like the most pure and beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah, she's she's so great. And again, yeah, getting to see artists and what they actually kind of maybe grew up on or what they love, which is completely different than their genre. Like, oh, it's a perfect combo. I love it. Yeah, it's 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 nice to have I don't know, there's 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 nice ways of like having all this access that you know, I've discovered a ton of music and it and it's helpful for me, you know, trying to do these playlists that I've just, you know, 
part of it's like me challenging myself to have more music discovery in in my week, but also uh it was initially like, oh, you know, it, it might be fun to like, you know, get a couple songs from each band member and put out, you know, a, a playlist on Tuesdays and you know, that lasted about a month of other people's input. <laughs> it's just been me for eight months. But um, the, you know, seeing all these connecting threads of like, oh, I didn't know they did that song, or I didn't know she and him did a, you know, a cover together, or they did an album together. Like, it's it's fun kind of seeing these through line threads and being like, oh, this guy sounds like, you know, this person and his influence is like, you know, back in the sixties, like, let's check them out. And suddenly you have a playlist of just like related parts that you wouldn't think is like, Oh, that's his uncle. And oh, they yeah. together growing up, like it's all over the place. It's crazy. All that connection. And what you were saying too, I grew up on Motown oldies and gospel. Like that's it. Like my house was very sheltered. And so I didn't get the amazing 90s or early 2000s even and now i have don't worry love <laughs> r&b from the 90s um but i kind of was ashamed of that i put that in quotes but i was like growing up i was like oh, i'm not cool i'm not like i don't get these references but you know you go back to like an amy winehouse who listened to 60s and still created new music from that, you know, or still just, you know, enjoyed what she enjoyed and got inspiration from that. And so I'm like, yeah, I don't necessarily need to always. Now, granted, I love finding new music and new artists. And like, that has changed. But um, yeah, to not be like, quote unquote, ashamed that I didn't grow up with the current music of the time. And that that still has influenced me so much, for sure. Um, anything Stevie or anything like even like Roy Orbison like I remember like or Foreigner and like all the stuff that my dad used to listen to like that's right. Elton John actually was on that list <laughs> so yeah but also like CC Winan or um, Kira Sheard and um, I'm trying to think of all those gospel artists I used to listen to like so good and that's yeah. where my voice is or you know whatever why I like it so what were because you grew up in church right more in that realm yeah I was I was thinking that too like seeing more about your church background because I have you know Grand Rapids well Michigan I guess is a is, it feels like it's just one long bible belt of like you know you the, the whole church shopping phenomenon is like that's yeah. very much in the area in West yeah. Michigan and um I I went to Madison Square Church growing up, mm. um, which at the time was a building in Grand Rapids, like I think a mile, my, maybe a mile and a half from uh, Marvin Sapp's church. Um, oh wow! And, he was in GR area. Yeah, he had it. He his supposedly his church is still like i don't know if he's still there at that church or if it's like yeah. it's branched out to an empire or whatever but um there's a church it's on, i think it's on the corner of madison and alger because i grew up in alger heights um mm -hmm. and we would take 
you know, we'd go to the end of our street, that's Alger, turn on to Alger, head to Madison, and then we'd see that church and then turn right and we'd go, you know, however far until we hit Madison Square. Um, so I always saw it and I've known people who've played in that church, but I don't really know what the what's in it because I've never been inside it. But <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I went, Madison Square is like, you know, it started as a small Dutch church before I even went. And then when I was growing up, it became more multi-ethnic, more reflective of the community. Um, they have a sister church in Liberia where a former pastor, like he moved back to Liberia and because yeah. um, he's originally from there. And mm -hmm. now <laughs> the the church has grown into like, you know, they have a a building that's for like, like tutoring and jobs training. They have a another building that's for like, you know, you could rent it as an event space, but as a food pantry, and that's where they do all the youth related events. They have, you know, a service that's just setting up chairs and a stage in mm -hmm. the Gerald R. Ford Middle School gymnasium. And then they just opened up a the the new worship center in they had bought like a building that was like kitty corner to the school it's you know just this big building and then it's now going to be a new worship site uh classrooms i think 40 apartments so they're like trying to work with like you wow. know low income housing yeah and That's yeah incredible. it's just like it just slowly grown out over the south yeah. community um but yeah, it was, you know, so I got a little, a little bit of gospel because my mom liked listening to the gospel, mm -hmm. um, a little bit of like Hillsong, CRC type. Okay. Like wow. 2000. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the, the dash of the, of the hip hop, you know, just like, the, it's like, we got to relate to the youth. Like, you know, all these, the white, Toby Mac. like, yeah. <laughs> Toby Mac was, I've seen him live. Toby Mac. Oh. That was like a full circle moment. <laughs> wow. I, I loved Irene. I think it's that song, Irene. I don't know if you know it. If you don't, you should listen to it. <laughs> it's so no. good. I, I feel like maybe I've heard it because I would always like, I just remember going to youth group and always having, you know, the, these little like old CD players and they would just be blasting some random CD and like oh that's lecrae or it's like that's kirk franklin or you know that's uh, uh reliant k or hawk nelson yeah. or <laughs> which <Yeah>. foot <laughs> which foot that was what i was thinking yeah yep yeah just all these random it's just like as long as it had the labeling of like this isn't you know blasphemous we could it's hip-hop but it's you know it's safe <laughs> yeah yeah there's no violence or, you know, it's just telling a, a very, you know, faith-based story. It's, it fits the theme of this youth group environment, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess the, I don't know how to, it's weird to try and summarize the church experience. Cause I, you know, grew up going to Madison square did, you know, the some of the first worship things I did was like children's church. I was in the in the worship band, so I was like a seventh grader, 
doing worship music for like all the elementary kids. Whoa. So like 13. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, and then how they do it, start them off young. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was started off definitely young because it was like, you know, day, daycare, Sunday school, children's church, worship band, youth group with like uh, youth conference bands that I would be a part okay. of um, yeah. with like Maurice Townsend and the, the Edge Urban Ministries, um, which has produced, I don't know, some, uh, what is his name? Brandon Clahassi. He, one of his songs got on uh, a motivational workout Spotify playlist that The Rock shared. <laughs> and now he's got, I don't know, something from that and, there's another dude who's a, a hip hop artist who put out a song called Fuego and it's got like a dance challenge and <laughs> it's just like, okay, they're the, they're the urban brand hip hop church. But um, then, you know, I, I stopped going to Madison during my time at Grand Valley because I tried to be a youth leader and I was also still trying to do Grand Rapids Initiative for Leaders, which was like, not church, but involving a lot of churches. And there was a little bit of religious element, but you, we were learning like, you know, about social justice, community engagement, yeah. um, just all these different issues that were like, yeah, you know, uh, uh, wage slaves, what does that mean? Well, it means like when they hire migrant workers for like way less than the minimum wage and they just try and scoot that under the rug and, <laughs> you know, have labor for, for you know, cents on the dollar. Yeah. And you know, so a mixed bag of like music, multi-ethnic learning about the Grand Rapids community. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, getting way too busy and partly my fault in, in Grand Valley. Um, and then going to Kalamazoo is where I, I first started learning sound at Southridge Church. Okay. Um, so I had done, you know, some on and off work for like, you know, a Lutheran church, Catholic church, non-denominational church, other Lutheran church, just like here and there. Mm -hmm. And then Southridge is where I committed like two years while I was at, while I was at Western. And um, yeah, I haven't had, haven't had a church job since then. And that was like 2018, summer of 2018. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, you know, taking a step back <laughs> being like, uh, I need burnt out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Are you still going to Southridge? So who are you talking about before? No. So Southridge was funny. Um, you know, I loved working with Jeremy Simpson, Simpson, I almost said his name wrong. Jeremy Simpson. <laughs> um, he, you know, just has a lot of experience, great voice, great worship director, Mm. understands the need understands how to like see what a worship environment needs and like how to kind of introduce people to new ideas whether it's like prophetic worship or like you know that kind of modern rock aesthetic or even just incorporating gospel numbers into the hillsongy type church environment um and then you know his team was great the the pastoral team and some of the other church people were not antagonistic i would say it was just they didn't agree on a lot of stuff so it's like they're trying to help build out this big building to like 
you know, attract more people to warrant, you know, upgrading the sound system and all that. Um, the year after I left, everybody that had joined Southridge with me was also gone. <laughs> mm, okay. So it, it's like the church like reset to like, well, we'll just forget any of this ever happened. <laughs> Like this is what happens with you know because there's a i don't want to say like race played a, an issue but you know when it's when the only like minority members of the congregation are the people on the staff that have been hired to certain positions and then their families like <laughs> and yeah. then they all leave it's just like church politics is great this jesus loves this <laughs> he loves it all <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that's kind of my you know long summary of of church i don't know you, you being in holland i'm sure there's like oh there's so many churches so many <laughs> yeah 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 i but my background was a little um different because so i was born in south bend actually and then i moved in early middle school, like sixth grade, I moved up to Holland. So like what I remember, I guess. <laughs> and um, meanwhile, so I went, I grew up in more of a Pentecostal apostolic church. Mm -hmm. And that's obviously, I guess, the gospel influence there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was in, I think it was like Buchanan even there were times where we would meet a lot of the times too like I even went to revivals in Chicago like that kind of movement I was yeah as a kid being taken right because my parents were involved and um safely taken yeah. <laughs> but you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh and then I, I mean that totally opened my eyes too because I mean you have a lot of churches on the organ or um yeah their praise teams their dance teams like everything in between that and some were small some were mega churches kind of feel um so that was a whole new perspective meanwhile you know i'm just like kind of sitting like yeah with the church that i went with and <laughs> with the youth group i went with or whatever and um, so I, I actually, I didn't get involved in worship until 16. So I, we left that Pentecostal church and I went to, um, a Baptist church and I can't even Emmanuel, sorry, that's in Holland. And, um, yeah, was able to actually like be a part of the worship team and sing my parents, even they were up there. Um, and so, so yeah, so I finally started to sing and not necessarily perform but really try and worship and you know use the gifts as we all do um yep. <laughs> yeah at like 16 and, and leading songs and then um I think after that when I went to college in Chicago I went to New Life Covenant so again different region not necessarily Michigan um that was Pastor Hannah's church I don't know if you've heard of him and like he was in like one of Todd Delaney's albums and kind of more of like a cultural phenomenon at this point than okay. anything. Um, still a, a leader, sorry, New York, that's finest. Uh, <laughs> get this up now. <laughs> right, mute, mute, mute. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah. And then, and then recently, like, obviously I'm not doing worship now, but I was all the way up to COVID and being on the worship team there. So that's always been a huge part for sure. Um, but also knowing kind of, there's so many different complexities with that. Um, I had to learn a lot about what the truth meant for me personally, what my relationship with God and Jesus looked like. And yep. along that path, I think serving still really helped. Um, I loved the outward focus versus it's just about me or outward too, outside of church. Like let's help those outside. And, and what you were talking about with um, I'm so sorry. Now I forget the name of that church, but oh, you know, Madison, that, Madison Square. Madison Square. Yeah, yeah. And yes, like everything. I just wanted to snap at everything because to help the community you're in is the is one of the points. Like that's a huge point, <laughs> um, if not the most important um, that we saw with Jesus and everything. So, yeah, I, I feel like the complexity too of of being more outward focused but not being burnt out and not doing it for a performance aspect, but still doing it in excellence and making sure that the right people are on that stage to welcome people and to, you know, like be able to lead in that connection. Um, so yeah, I, I take it as like a really great responsibility, I would say, um, yeah. but also a place that was like, I don't know, free for creativity and to, sh to really share those gifts because you're trying to worship at the same time too. It's not like you're just doing it for people. You're like, I want to sing to the creator. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different, I'm sorry. I just babbled. I don't know. No, no, it's, it's but, fine. <laughs> yeah. well, it got me thinking of like, you know, cause it, it, someone might think, you know, there's, there's like, oh man, I can't believe like that was so much of my life. Like I could have been, it's like, I don't know what else would I've, I've never done. Like, you know, I've never been that person. that's like, I'm going to, I need to just do a bunch of psychedelics and go into the woods. Like that's never, I've had friends who do that. And I, you know, see people at shows who do that. And it's like, okay, cool. That's, that's, that's you, you go do that. I, I, I need to have you know, I need to have a recollection of time and I need my wits <laughs> about me because I have a lot to do. Um, yeah. And so the the weird kind of shifting moments was like, you know, middle school, you know, there's still enough of that, like, well, my parents told me, like, you yeah. know, some of the kids would be like, oh, my parents are stupid. And they like, I don't know. It's like, I'm going to stay up all night. I'm going to watch whatever movie I want. <laughs> Like I'm gonna rate it R. I don't care. It's like that's middle school. I'm gonna smoke a cigarette. It's like, ooh, this is scary. Um, oh my gosh, whose parents? Yeah, it's <laughs> like, been like, <laughs> yeah, it's like who? I'm like, I don't know what. That wouldn't have worked. That yeah, I'm like that never would. Like I, re I remember jokingly, um, you know, because my mom was. I remember this because she was like kind of poking fun at me, and I was like, you know being, you know, freshman in high school being like, stop, stop it. People are already making fun of me. <laughs> and, and I, I jokingly like, you know, mid laughter, I was just like, Oh, Oh, just, you know, shut up. And she was like, you go to your room <laughs> right now. And I'm like, what? I, we were having fun joke. It was a joke. We were on the same page. What happened? 
Like, wait, I did you not oh. hear the tone of my voice? I didn't. I wasn't mad. I was just like embarrassed. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm right there with you. I yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. No talking back. That was not allowed. No. no. And well, and, and it's crazy too. Like as I, you know, the older I get, you know, in my my old age of 28 years old. Um, oh, that's me too. So old. Sure. When's your birthday? <laughs> uh, September 10. You're older than me. Okay. <laughs> it's allowed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, you know, like my my parents are they're opening up a little bit more to telling stories about their past and I'm hearing, you know, all of the things they, you know, put the fear in me of to not do. It's like, they're all, it's like, wait, you did that. You, you would cut class and smoke weed. Like what? Hold on. It's like, I've, I've never, like, I, I would cut class, but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't in, a, in any consistent form. And it usually, it usually was because, you know, senior year, we, and I, and I found out after the fact, the reason why we had free hours was because they were trying to keep us in the school when technically we could have graduated. <laughs> like all of us had the necessary credits taking AP courses and like, you know, oh, crazy workload in a trimester. I was like, that's questionable. <laughs> yeah. So we would, you know, I would have a free hour every morning. I'd get dropped off uh, with my siblings and I would have a free hour until like, you know, I'd have to be to my next class at like, I don't know, 9.30, 10 o'clock maybe. Just like this whole big chunk of the morning that I didn't have to go to school. And, um, you know, that would turn into like, well, I guess I'm just, you know, we're going to the beach. <laughs> like it would turn into yeah, like, hey, we're already out. Like, why yeah. did like, do you want to go back? No, you don't want to drive us all back to school. Cool. Where are we going? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not really skipping class, but yeah, like opportunities, taking advantage of those opportunities that you got. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, I don't know. It's like, I, it, there, it, if anything, it's like, it proved, it proved that I could, those little risks I was taking, it was like, you know, it, it, it helped, it helped, you know, with my social life, it helped with, you know, new experiences that I've, you know, if I had been like, no, I got to stay in school is like, yeah, you know, that's, there's a point where you're like, what's, what else is there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's funny what you were saying too, that like your parents might've done quote unquote worse things or, you know, they took risks too. And now they were trying to avoid that of, of you guys doing it, of you and your siblings doing that. Well, and they but, had way stricter, like seeing my grandparents, like they're, you know, obviously grandparents are super kind, but seeing, you know, the, those moments you're like, oh yeah, I could definitely see them being like the, like you get in here. Like just <laughs> like that yeah. kind of parent. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. But you were saying. <laughs> oh no, just same same here i think it's either way i know you know parents want to protect their kids but right. when you add into the church element um yeah again it just gets a little bit more maybe turned up on the dial i don't know turned, turned yeah turned, turned. um but 
yeah, ultimately, I think it was definitely a lot of learning because you were saying something about like middle school and how you were, you know, kind of doing it for the parents or because that was just the normal life and you don't have a car, you can't drive at that point, like not old enough for that anyway. Um, and then as you get older, kind of shaping, right, your own journey and what that looks like. And not even just worship, but yeah, I mean, obviously your own relationship with, with God, <laughs> you know, like the core of what church hopefully is talking about. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's hard to like, it's hard to reconcile the, you know, the cynicism that comes with, you know, being in the, being in a creative field, but also, you know, as you get older, you're, you're learning like, yeah, church for a lot of people is, you know, pretty harmful. <laughs> It's like, mm -hmm. there's a lot of Religion, like, yeah. Yeah. like people who are just like, like, I think of, I don't know, like Kenneth Copeland, like that kind of dude who just, he looks like he's just this kind of like, you know, like at any moment he could just spit, you know, hot sulfur and <laughs> just like, Ugh. but he, you know, he'll trying to justify things like, oh, I'm have I'm going to have an oil field on my, my house property but my house is also on church property. So I'm just going to, you know, mine this place for oil to make a ton of money and it's not going to be taxed and right. I'm not going to use it on the congregation. I'm just going to use it to buy a plane, but I'm still going to ask my congregation to tithe so I can get another plane. It's like, it's like, where is it? Jesus, this is it in the Bible. Where's Oof, it's the exact opposite. Exactly. And it's really hard. I mean, I, also want to ask like because are you so you're still faithful and you still like i'm just curious okay so with that like and with being in a band and you're with people that might not be or you're around people obviously to just be performing in front of any sort of audience right. um you know it is sometimes difficult to <laughs> one show that the bible does not say that <laughs> Right. But to understand, like, understand that, yeah, that's hypocrisy, that's bad. I don't agree with that. Obviously, everything that you are feeling right now, friend or stranger, I get it. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Um, but it, to me, to be a quote unquote light, right? Right. <laughs> Whilst we're in the everyday moments and music and all of that, like, how has that been for you? Um, yeah, just playing with so many different bands and doing so many different things in Southwest Michigan. And sorry to add on top of that, yeah. is it not so hard because of the the bubble that Michigan is in, if that makes sense, like Southwest Michigan? Yeah, it's, you know, again, it all comes back to people pleasing. I've, I've learned to, you know, at first it would start as like, okay, what are the right you know, what's, what are the key phrases, key words that help, like, you know, as a young kid who doesn't really understand a lot of the world and just wants to be able to communicate with different people because I'm, I'm a fan of, you know, trying to work with people on fun stuff and doing things. Um, it started with that of being like, what do I need to know? How do I communicate in certain spaces? You know, the the separation to even even as small as Grand Rapids is the separation between like a church community and the you know the non church people the set like a secular community um, seeing you know the differences and similarities 
I remember in high school going to Grand Rapids City High School, there's a it's a very you know, my graduating class was eighty-eight. It was a very close knit. Seventy-two. Oh really? So small high schools. Woo. <laughs> no, every single person. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Um, but to have, you know, I I I would have these, you know, these moments where I'm like, it's like the people it's you start to see like the the blurring of like, you know, different communities. Like you see the toxicity that sometimes comes with shutting off the rest of the world yeah. in whatever circle you're in, and then you see, you know, the the approach of like, oh, I'm starting to meet people that don't you know share these same beliefs and things but they don't you know they're not seeking to harm me they're not you know destroying the environment around them they're not being mm -hmm. you know awful people and at first it was like okay if i can befriend people and kind of show you know that that, that whole thing of discipleship um like that was going to be my angle and it you know, it morphed into kind of like, because I, I went to Israel for um, like a, I think it was a 10 or 12 day trip um, during high school. And, Tell me all the things. I'm so excited. <laughs> and it, uh, it, it be, the, the, the reality of going to, you know, a place that it's like, oh, I'm in Bethlehem. I'm seeing the Sea of Galilee. I'm interacting with you know places that solomon was you know historically like oh these were his stables or like oh this is uh you know this is uh nazareth or like this is the you know all these mapped out things that you you hope <laughs> there's a hope that things are accurate because so much of israel is like a carving board of like we hate the Palestinians, so they're over here, and there's a bunch of walls that snake all around the country where, like, beyond that wall, it's where Palestinians live, and then that gives them this nice little target for when the military decides to bomb them. And, you know, you go to Bethlehem, and there's a checkpoint. It's like, um, why is there a checkpoint? Well, this is Palestinian territory, and we just got to make sure that you're not here to, you know, bring weapons or, like, bring a bomb into the area or whatever. And then you get into Bethlehem and you're like, most of this city's like destroyed. <laughs> That's not good. And then you see like, you know, examples of the different religions interacting like, oh, this is a big center for all these different faiths and they're all somehow coexisting. But there's also people who are very hateful towards like a other group. <laughs> and it's also next to like, oh, this is Jerusalem, like the oldest city, like wow, like, look at how, like, th this wall has been here for hundreds of years, and, like, wow, look at the the culture and of, of it all, and you're mm -hmm. trying to take it all in while there's, you know, one guy knows the history of the land and is, you know, the tour guide, and then the other person is the the pastor who took people from the area on the trip, and he can speak to some of the biblical references, and you might go to, like, like, I remember we went to an Acropolis that was, you know, another evidence of like, oh, the Romans. Yeah, they colonized a bunch of the shoreline. So there's this whole other culture that tried to impose their mm -hmm. systems. And 
to get to the Acropolis, there was, you know, there's this path that kind of snakes through the, these hills. And on either side of this fence, it's just like, hey, we don't know where they are, but there's still leftover, like, landmines from this conflict that happened in the 60s. <laughs> and wow. they might be active and don't go over the fence. So wow. it's like, it's this weird thing where you're, you know, the the more that I learn, the more that it's it's hard for me to not not you know i could still talk about faith and still talk about religion and still talk about these conversations but it's so it's so much more of a complex issue than me being in you know a kid and being like oh i if i just sing the songs if i just show up if i you know have christian friends who can help influence me because some of the people that i went to youth group with they've you know on the surface, they're like, oh, they're great. They have a family. They still go to church. And then they're really hateful, bigoted people. <laughs> and that's been like, yeah. you know, I've seen way more accepting people who like, you know, they've never touched the Bible. And then there's people who like, you know, they justify all of their toxicity and hate <laughs> by like the five verses they remember from childhood. <laughs> yes. Or they were made to go to like confirmation or something. Yeah, because like just dragged to it. Yeah, so it's like, you know, and it, it's a it's a complex thing that I you know I haven't even really even talked this over with like my folks because I my mm -hmm. my dad's dad my grandpa he he was a minister and you know he keeps retiring but he like was a minister at one church and then retired and went, I think went to another church and then retired and then did prison ministry and then retired and. <laughs> So he's, it's like a, and I have a cousin who's like a, you know, he goes to, uh, I, I joked it was like a nerd church where like, it's all these like, you know, it's a small congregation, a lot of like academics, a lot of people like doing, they'll do a series that's like, oh, here's, you know, cool things about worship arts and like the history behind that. And then they'll do a segment that's like, how the evangelical church is empowering the alt-right Nazi movement. <laughs> like, it's like, cool. People are getting the harsh reality <laughs> that the red, like it's, it, these words are used in crazy ways. The, the, mm -hmm. the symbolism is used in crazy ways. So mm -hmm. I'm always like, the more I learn, the more I want to communicate and, and talk with people, the more I want to like, you know, try, especially people, you know, like that grew up in, in church. I want to be able to help reconcile the fact that like, you know, it's not, it's not as easy as like, you know, cause some people think it's like, well, I'm going to find this poor, this dude down on his luck and he's going to come to church and by gosh, I'm going to get him and my he's going to come to Christ. And, and then yeah. I'm going to, I, that's it. I did it. I brought some, and it's like, there's so it's so much more nuanced because the world, you know, is complicated and it's right. not as, you know, you can go build a roof in Zambia, but that's not going to help, you know, your friend who's <laughs> suffering at home. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's so nuanced. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's in their own walk. Everyone's in their own space and journey and yeah, whatever, whatever it might be. But I think when you were talking specifically about like, the works and do I bring this person out and what how do I do this and I mean to go I guess 
into the Bible, but like that scripture that talks about um, some people just are the seed. Some people water it. God makes it grow. Like sometimes I do feel like all I can do is love. Like that's the basic. You're the watering of. (laughs) And sometimes that is within a, a body of people who believe in the same thing and are in a church because sometimes I do see a lot of people who are like, struggling within the own their own church you know and right. sometimes need fostering and and love and acceptance and all of those things and then going out doing the same thing and not caring what you know what they believe or you know where they're coming from but just literally friendship <laughs> right. um, and I think so many people miss that and they either retreat back to a bubble in their church or they completely cut that off which why (laughs) so all I can do is go back to Jesus and say there were dinners Mm -hmm. guess who sat around him (laughs) or what he fought for and I think especially now with social injustices like that's all I can point to is him and you know you're right like it's a shock to see who has been faithful I don't want to put it in quotes but mm. And yet true colors are coming out. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Um, but like, you know, just that that bigotry truly is coming out. And it, it may be ignorance. And it's this, I've been talking to another friend too. It's it's all under this, let's be unified. It's all under that like misunderstanding, I think, of what that means. Yep. And without repentance again a church word but without like shifting from your past of believing in these racist ideas or you know not talking about them and and shoving them in inward more and more and more and without like shifting from that you can't have unity you can't have this beautiful blissful organizational church that can have diversity and can have people from all walks of life if you don't talk about it if you don't, you know, accept that, Hey, I believe this at a time and now I don't right now I want to change, help me change. And so anyway, there's a lot of complexity. Like you were saying, the only thing I can do is think, okay, maybe I'm going to be a little seed or a little watering who that pressure is taking off. Right. Yeah. And it's just, let's look at Jesus. Cause that's it. He's truly perfect and great and the best. And Right, the right. best role model for us, right? And then really try to have those, like you're saying, harder conversations. Um, yeah, sometimes it's just like listening to people. I mean, I get it. I've had a lot of church hurt, so yeah. uh, that's my life. But um, yeah, from from that simple perspective. Um, wow, this is like a lot deeper than I thought we were going to get with <laughs> backstage. Go yeah, backstage. oh man good but yeah I mean we've learned so much growing up in this and in this environment and from all different directions um and truly I'd still do kind of going back to music is like that was my connection instantly it still is is the music and worshiping in that way and you can worship in so many different ways right? right but musically it's like that's where it's at. That's where it's at. So yeah, it's still a huge part of my life and I'm grateful for that. But um, 
Yeah. Like I even was able to go to Florida for another, like a church writing session for new music. Like that's cool. Like, yeah, it's like using the gifts and hopefully to steward them. And yeah, I don't know. I'm just grateful. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, that's all, you, it, you know, that's, that's where it's like, you know, if, if, if this, this experience isn't harming anything, that's, you know, it's still a net positive. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, it's, if it's not being weaponized in the, in the wrong way, <laughs> right. uh, if, yeah, if being used correctly, I guess. And yeah, things like, you know, that's part of the issue is like what people's perspectives on, cause I, I even remember like even a little thing, I mean, it was still weird, you know, mm -hmm. very, very poignant memory of uh, on International Women's Day. Um, the fact <laughs> that um, Happy International Women's Day for all those women out there. Yeah, yeah, I've been seeing so many. I was excited to see the um, uh, the Michigan collaborative Aretha Franklin cover mm. today. <laughs> So many, it's like, you know, women behind the engineering, behind the singing, behind the arranging, behind the, you know, instruments. It's, yeah, it was just like awesome. all over. Um, yes. but I, I remember like growing up, there was a black pastor, I can't remember his name, but he, he left the church. I just, maybe it was, I was in middle school. Uh, he left the church because he had some kind of biblical disagreement of like, accepting the fact that this the church was going to have uh a female pastor who's you know still there today and there was this whole is like well she's going to be on the team like that's happening so like either you accept it or we're gonna have to like you know kick you out and he's like i'm gonna go start my own church and i'm like that's that should just be the story of all churches it's just like you all let me do the thing i like i'm gonna go start my own church I feel and, like that is what exactly what happens. <laughs> and it's like, no, that you're supposed to learn and grow. It's like, nope, I'm just gonna take this. This is the real this is the real one. This one mm. that I did, and my righteous you know, attitude about it. Right. <laughs> like Man, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> and it's it's because <laughs> like like I shared too, I had to learn a lot from what is my truth and what is the truth that I'm going to believe in? So I really do have to skim through pages in the Bible to like, does this match up with what's going on here? Truly, you know, yeah. like, is this biblical? Like the Kenneth Copeland? No, you know, and it's sad that like so many people that go there, they're not reading that. They're not seeing the disconnect. And again, that happens there's probably so many therapists and <laughs> counselors that understand why that manipulation is happening, but yeah, the it's really like, yeah, you, you can challenge, you can question. And the tool that we have is the scriptures and got to see if it matches up. And that's one thing that's really helped me a lot, I think. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just like going back to what you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to like kind of derail, but I no. mean, <laughs> yeah, you just kind of have to dig deep for yourself and see if that's something one you want to even live by and live for and with and yeah, kind of make your own decision 
make your own, um, what was I going to say? Just like thoughtful and um, uh, what is that? It's, there's a scripture with it. Darn it. Um, Counting the costs, whatever. <laughs> yep. Counting the costs. And yeah, you know, getting to see the real, what the Bible actually says. Because yeah. if not, you're going to get lost and people screw it up all the time. Humans yep. screw things up. <laughs> yeah. And people, some people, you know, they, they, the, the different printings, the, you know, they'll cherry pick a phrase and, you know, it's like, well, if you kept, if you read the next following line, it context. explains the context of what the whole parable yes. is or something. And yes. it's, yeah, it, yep. it, I, you know, I, I try to be, that's another thing too, is like, I don't, I don't want to, as much as I love, cause I love, I love learning about stuff. I love history. I mm. love, you know, I love being that person sometimes when um, I don't try to do this a ton at a party. You know, I'm not just going to show up and be like, do you know why Grand Rapids is so segregated? Well, it's because in the the redlining of the properties all across, it's like no one wants, some people might know it, but nobody's like, you know, it's like, we're just at a party. Like, yeah, calm down. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, you know, there's, there's so many, there's so many, like, like, I even think of like, you know, the, 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 the whole thing of like, you need to get someone an engagement ring and that being a marketing campaign that just stuck culturally forever. Oh, yeah. Like, what? <laughs> that right. wasn't just a thing. It's so yeah. I'm, I'm all for understanding how things work and then figuring out where I sit in them, what I'm able to take in to what I'm doing and what I'm, what, how I can sort of transform that into a moment that's, you know, for, you know, healing for some people or, you know, being more thoughtful about your environment. Um, even if it's something as simple as like where you spend your time and money, um, it's, you know, the, the realisms behind like, certain certain practices or rituals or i don't know it's all it's like the more you learn the more that you're like okay people just want to feel special in some cases but then they latch onto the wrong thing that's not really feeding their spirit or their you know or their something that's positive it's just being part of a club that they feel like they can just kind of sit and like watch everyone else you know like they're they're defending me it's like no they're attacking the other they're creating an other group so that you feel good and then you want to spend more of your time and money and you're not really learning anything you're just kind of existing in this you know nebulous like weird blob version of what these things are actually supposed to help with (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely but yeah it can be pretty divisive pretty quickly but um I don't know. I think the good thing too is what I'm seeing when we go, when we're talking about like what's being taught or mm-hmm. what people are reading and things like that and cherry picking. Like I have found that most churches I go to are now using Jewish or like the Hebrew translation to get a better context view or like the knowledge is starting to become more and more um, used widely, I would say. Or more podcasts are coming out to like expand on this. So it's not just like the women's roles issues or the, you know, all of these different 
issues that we're dealing with culturally, they're finally starting to see, oh, this is like what this is actually written for. And, you know, anyway, I've, I'm excited about that. I feel like there's like this new age of using that as a resource because we should have been the whole time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of exciting. I'm glad for that. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, I am glad to see the 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 trend shift. I think I think of the argument with like the youth of like, why everyone goes to college and then suddenly their their faith evaporates, and it's like, well, mm. did you maybe think that they were taking out of a community and they weren't really taught about the surrounding world other than what was in that community, and when sure. you know when you're not there to help, not not just like you know. Cause then they'd be like, well, if we just, you know, stay by them all the time, they'll, you know, the, it'll, they'll keep on the straight and narrow. Right. It's like, people have to right. learn. They have to, you know, take new information, process it. They, yeah. um, and then also, you know, the fact, even just a simple fact that's like, maybe they're just, you know, trying to pay for college and working two jobs. And that's why they're not at Bible study tonight. Like, yeah, very real. Let's find out the real reason, people. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's like he just—he joined a Satan worshiping cult, and now it's oh, oh, he's just burning, burning crosses. It's like no, he's got a <laughs> fifteen credit workload and two jobs. Like, it's—it's—it's <laughs> oh. it's, it's always like, yeah, you know, it's—it's it's, yeah. There's a lot. There's always. You just gotta love. Please save people. Please. It's yeah. so cliche, but that's no, just know people. Like really get to know people. Don't care about, yeah. Like I used to get texts all the time too, like, oh, missed you at midweek. Wink wink. You know, I'm like, okay, Like if you were to know me, I would text you and let you know that there's a reason, you know. Yeah. Trust that there's a reason. So yeah. that's that's the lesson of of tonight. Yeah, that's the lesson. Please get to know people within your church and outside of it yep. and be outward focused and just love. Yep, just love. And listen to cool music in the meantime. Yeah, and somehow that, <laughs> I just thought about what, what you know, earlier talk is like, you know, don't, you can't please everybody. It's like, that. that's not exact, you know, it's like you want to love everybody but love doesn't mean you are doing something that is going to get a reciprocal right. approval. Right. <laughs> it's, it's sometimes difficult to, you know, just have love be at the core of something of an interaction. Sacrificial. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're not supposed to be trying to please humans right. <laughs> truly, yeah. or like look good and, you know, um, yeah, just look good to to other people, but it's truly to be a yeah. sacrificial love, no matter what. Yeah. Turn the cheek. Turn, Turn the cheek. cheek. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. This is a oh. great conversation. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, that was deep. <laughs> yeah, good. It's uh, it's good. I I don't mind the deep. I I'll get you know. I'm. I'm I'm always looking for someone like to to like you know bring something up that's like oh I haven't talked about that with anyone mm. like this is fun. oh awesome good yeah because even yeah it's funny even being in West Michigan with so many you know people who have a relationship to a church in some way it's yeah. you know not everyone brings it up um, 
I did interview a gospel pianist, so that was oh, cool. at least that aspect of like how he works on his career and stuff. But yeah, um, but yeah, thanks for your time and thanks for having me. <laughs> Seriously, thanks for having me. I'm excited to come and visit very soon. Yes, get back to the Michigan roots. Oh yeah, and play together. See you play. Oh, it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, where can um, I know you've mentioned a couple things uh, of where people can find you. I know you're off socials, but... Uh, oh, but still find me. I'll be on soon. <laughs> I'll return with new music. And- yeah, yeah. Um, my Instagram is at Brooklyn Cole, K-O-H-L. Um, same with Facebook. Like, I have Brooklyn Cole Music. Um, website, brooklyncole.com. All those things yeah but definitely i feel like instagram is probably what we're most on right now i'm also on tiktok but i don't really post that much i really am on it to watch other people yes. <laughs> so great um but yeah please connect with me i would love that yeah friends. Friends. <laughs> and, uh, for those of you who might be listening now or after the fact if you enjoy these types of conversations and hand flourishes um you can <laughs> Uh, support the this podcast and others that I produce by going to patreon.com slash Um, You know, for as little as five bucks, you can get access to early episodes, these types of live streams that we're doing right now. Um, you know, I have merch discounts for Earth Radio and Blushing Monk, the two groups I'm in. I do a newsletter that I mail out each month with like a a sticker of the month where I commission a local artist to just do um, I think the theme right now is portraits of me <laughs> Make, I, was I have one I, like yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was a lion last month so that I've never seen myself as a lion um, and uh, yeah and you can go to DutchersNetica.com to see everything else on the socials just type my name into a site and I probably made an account somewhere <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Just a Google search. <laughs> yeah, just a Google search. Well, yeah, thanks again. Um, yeah, there's really no sign off. I'm probably, it's just going to fade. Gonna fade. <laughs> I'll see you soon. Thanks.